episode number 75 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, are you cold in your house or something? Why have you got your, your hood up there? This is take two. Kyle softened that a little bit. We did the, the intro a minute ago and my computer crapped itself, so we've gone again. The first time he, just, he claimed I was a chav, he softened it a bit, and now he's claiming that I'm just cold. I'm not actually cold. I don't know. You know, sometimes you kind of... I was cold... I was at, just got out of the shower, threw my hoodie on, and I threw, uh, threw the hood up. So that's why I've got this slightly menacing look to me tonight. Uh, there was a wee tear in your eye there, so I thought I would, yeah, like you say, soften that wee bit. So <laughs> I, I, if, if, you, if you decide to pull a bunk on me, I don't. who, who, who owns the Time Running Shorts podcast? Yeah, <laughs> who, who does it? So we, uh, unfortunately, we're, we're both meant to be in terms of uh, an everlasting friendship there. Uh, so so yeah, that's um, I don't know what would happen. I don't know what would happen. I mean, I, have you? There are I guess there's other podcasts where there's someone's left and they've. It could be like a lineup. You know, you get bands have got different lineups over, or a superhero team with different lineups over over the time. That's true. But um, to be honest, we did say you know our legacy when when we're when we're past it and we've we've moved on to 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 new things. Pastors new. It, it might be our. Our family, or we're gonna to have to pass on the, the legacy do, yeah. that is uh, TRS. Eh? Jo- I mean, joking aside, we've actually—I don't think we've got any holidays coming up, but we have got this arrangement now that we'll that we will do it. If you're out, you're out, and we bring someone else in. So, if there's any listeners who are who've been who we know who are big fans who have been in touch before, and you fancy having a having a crack at hosting TRS, give us a shout. <laughs> we'll let you have a let you have a a, a shot one. Are we shotty? <laughs> Oh, I, think that's a, I think that's a great idea now seriously i mean we're busy people and and i'm sure you know we all are uh, i'm sure everyone who listens are, are busy too busy running from from uh, our problems um but <laughs> but <laughs> you can't run from your problems mate you can't no, no you can't no you can you, you've got to run towards them with your hands in the air um but no i'm uh seriously i think it'd be great to, to have different people on the show and you know we're 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 um, we're, we're pairing up as a as a host uh, a co-host, but it, it, it's there's no reason why we can't have three people exactly. on the show. You know we've done that before. So what as, we... as Deb, Debbie's walking away there, you know we'll get her on the show. And and I've got again we we mentioned that we will get Fiona on the show. Yeah, we need she's... to get Fiona on the show now. I'd, Conveniently I, disappeared again pub... tonight. <laughs> I'm saying this publicly, but maybe she just doesn't want to speak to us. You know, there, she, there is an element of that, no doubt. I think she she is she does, but I think she's uh, she's worried that she she's just going to get called on. I don't know. I think she wants to have a chance to prepare <laughs> what she's going to say on this massive platform that is TRS. Uh, exactly. I think as well. I'm sure I called her out. Um, I, I must have been about half a year. Maybe. In fact, I think it was about a year ago. Um. Was it not uh, when I did Chicago? Did, did Fiona do, not do a race then? Oof, I'm sure gosh. Fiona... No, I think it was Debbie. On, we, we got Debbie on the show. But we were like, Debbie, come on the show. She oh, has no yeah. idea what to say. And, 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 and I'm sure it would be the same for Fiona too. You know, it's uh, Well, she it's did not come on once. To... She came yeah, on yeah. once. And I think, I think, yeah, the problem is with our, our respected listeners, we always prepare and we've got a bit of a script and some questions. With those, the girls, it's the both times it's been... Quite off the hooks, uh, off the off off kilter. So we should probably plan a bit better. Um, what we also need to plan is we need to start thinking what we're doing for Christmas special because last year it was really cool to record something ahead of time so you and I could just take a two-week Christmas break. 
So <laughs> yeah. we've had, we've got a couple of ideas. We've been in touch with some, I won't name them, but some absolute stalwarts of Scottish athletics who we would really love to get catch up with and have a bit of a long chat about athletics. So we've got a few things cooking that we we'd quite like, we'll, we'd quite, we'd quite like to do. So listeners, if you've got any suggestions on what you'd like to, what you'd like to hear from in terms of a Christmas special, let us know. Ah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and likewise, any guests that you think would be relevant for the show, um, you know, at, at Christmas or or just in general, send them in, folks. You know, absolutely. we're we're never we're never um we're never dry on on guests. We've always it's 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 getting people getting the timings right for for getting interviews in. But we do have a few people lined up uh, for the next few weeks. I know we keep saying that, and we we may not have a guest this week, but. Uh, Believe me, we're we're doing our utmost to to get back in to get back in a rhythm. I've got to say that is my biggest frustration at the moment is is time and you know it's like busy at work. Tra- got to squeeze training in. Like I held Kyle up tonight because I was late getting home from work and insisted on getting my run in before TRS. And what is getting time to interview because we've got such a great list of people who we want to get on the show and a lot of them have been in touch. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago emailing Ron Morrison who's since we've. He agreed to come on the show. Has been appointed, um, elected president of Scottish Athletics. So, you know, brilliant. Love to get, love to get Ron. That would be incredible. Love to get Leslie Roy in as well, who's obviously departed her role as president. So there's there's so many people we're keen to get on. Mark Monroe's another one we want to get on. There's a bunch of um, athletes in you know across the country we want to speak to as well. So hopefully, hopefully we'll find some time over the coming months to to get them on. Steph Twell, that's another one we're looking to do. Yeah, uh, we also in the ultra world, Meryl Cooper. I've teed her up. Um, potentially Finley Wild uh, later on. He's uh, he said he'll mm. come on later on in the winter. So yeah, lots of different people. It's it's exciting. Um, get get we Callum Hawkins on uh, to chat about his performance, but I I, I doubt he even knows what tartan running shorts. So, is, all right, you know? so let's go. Do you know what? We're, before we go into our training, I think let's talk about that because I. We're we're a endurance running podcast in Scotland, and we saw on the weekend one of the greatest marathon performances by a British athlete, let alone a Scottish athlete ever. What did you make of it? I I I well, I, do you know what happened? I stayed up. Um, I was in Bath at the weekend uh, visiting uh, Aki and Freya, uh, who are are TRS some TRS super fans as well. They, nice. Uh, Aki was training for the the God, what's it called? Not the Ironman. Oh, it's right out. Challenge Roth. That's what it was. Okay. And one of his training sessions, he listened to our voice for five hours on the bike. Oh my god! In New Zealand, in this beautiful, amazing um, ride he did. And you listen to Tom and Kyle chatting, running, all what, things what running. A what can, a man. What a man, eh? I can only apologise for that experience. I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever, I mean, is that, that's like, trying, that's deliberately putting yourself in the pain yeah. cave. <laughs> it is. <laughs> mental it's, test. He's so, he's so excited. Uh, he's so excited for this episode because I, I said I mentioned him on, on TRS. So he's, uh, you know, he's awful excited to, to get a mention. But anyway, more follow about him. But yeah, let's go back to... I don't even know where I was going with this, Tom. Hawkins. Um, let's go back to Hawkins. So he... Uh, yeah, so that night we we, we, we had a late one. Um, not a drunken one, just a late one. And watched the marathon after the World Athletics Championships. Crazy to see, you know, for the time the, time the race is, it's just... It, it baffles me why it's so late. But I understand why. 
Um, so I, I watched the first sort of half, and then I fell asleep, and all I could, but I had it on 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 the, on the iPad, and all I could hear was, um, I could see Calm. I woke up, and Calm Hawkins was still there and thereabouts. Uh, you know, 32k to go. You know, settling in, pulling away from people here and there, settling in a group, looking comfortable. And then all of a sudden, I fell asleep again. I woke up at like 38 kilometers to go. Pardon me. And there's Calm Hawkins. He's pulling. He's he's grinding through the field. And uh, and he was leading. You know, 2k to go. And that was it. I was wired by that point at like what what time was it then? It was like 12 and. One in the morning or something? Uh, about midnight, aye, half past midnight, something like that. He's just... And then he goes to the front of the field of the World Athletics Marathon Championships. Goes zooming past Tedesi. And uh, it just just takes it by the bars, you know? And what a run. You know, absolute storm of a run. Um, for, for me, it's the standout performance of the championships. Uh, for, yeah. for, 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 for Certainly for Scotland, but arguably for, for, for Britain as well. I mean, how... I would agree. I mean, I think he... How, marathon is a big... That's a hard sport. And, um, you know, when when have, when has Britain, other than Mo Farah, been so dominant um, or, you know, up there? It's been a long time. Uh, I think John Brown was the last guy before Mo. Um, but it's just great to have someone, like, it, really fresh blood. But do you um, know what? I think it's... What... what... What's so amazing is he's, you know, he, he obviously executed so well. And we talked, we've talked on here how important execution is in the marathon. That you can be in great shape, but you need to execute. And he's clearly executed that so well. The way the way he came to the field, as you say, went strolled past Tedesi, caught up that lead group with Decisa and all that. But what was what was amazing? You think he got there two k to go, and he must have had a real thought. What do I do here? Do I pull up alongside them and sit on the back? And see what happens in the last 500 meters, okay, whatever. Or do I go at the front and try and go past and see if I can drop one off that group? He did the latter, big balls, as you say. And I thought, you know, really hats off to him. And if he dropped, if one of them had dropped with that slight surge, which he must have brought to the group, then you know, he's looking at medals. So really, amazingly brave run, a bra- really, really impressive way to run it. Um, but what's amazing is so that's at like you know business end, 40k, 42k. These guys are 205 marathon runners. He's a oh, 20, at least, least 205. Exactly. At least 205. So they've got, yeah. I think it was, you know, one, I think it might have been Cram who, who made a fair point is that the range they've got to play with there in a championship, they've got about five minutes to of range of pace, if you like, to play with in terms of, you know, racing it. Hawkins must have been, you know, I mean, that would have been a PB in better conditions that day. You know, you can oh. see him going sub 208 for sure. Oh, definitely. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And I, I think, I mean, it's also testament. I mean, Calm Hawkins, he's he's a Scot. He's uh, he, he hasn't got the weather that the Africans have, have got, um, which, which is we we know. Or the altitude. Um, or the altitude, or any any of those. And yeah, maybe he has been. He's been doing warm weather training. But what he has been doing is, I think he's been going in the shed and he bought <laughs> a heater from Aldi or something. Yeah, that's right. Put that in his. And so he. So one thing that is impressive, and we we briefly spoke about this last week on for the women's marathon, the amount of dropouts. I think it was like was it not like forty percent dropped mm-hmm. out of the field. And now, yeah, okay, you know, the, some people don't do well in the heat, but Callum has trained. He has trained for this race specifically, and I'm not saying some of the women didn't, or even the men in in, in the 
some of them probably didn't train as as well as they should have for mm. the heat. So Cam's got his training bang on, spot on, and uh, and he's a he's a, he's a, he's heat heat acclimatized. Um, I would imagine for for as much as he can, and, and he's learnt from his mis, uh, his misfortune at the Gold Coast a couple of years ago too. So, um, so anyone who says you can't, oh, we're at a disadvantage when it comes to the heat. I'm sorry, but you need to train if you know what's coming at you. You need to train for it, and, and Callum certainly has. Uh, so, but another thing, interesting thing about the heat is, yeah, a two twenty five guy running in that heat may not beat someone who's a 230 guy does that ah, make sense yeah okay i get you i get you yeah 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 because yeah. you're climatized the 230, yeah the 230 guy has acclimatized better than the 225 ah, guy i get you um, okay and and and, and probably ran he he went he might have ran to the pace like for example like in the women's maybe in the women's race or the men's race somebody might go out and go right i'm going to go at two two or five pace mm-hmm. but they're running to the pace that's too fast for them Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know, you're up, you're spot on. It's about execution, and you know, I don't know, we're banging the drum again, but we had Loch Ness on the weekend. There was, we obviously had Berlin the week before, and I, you know, I've gone the TRS Strava group. We see a lot of folk have been doing these races, and most people, when they have a nightmare at a marathon, it's poor execution. And there's a lot of factors about, oh, you know, my training, I wish I'd done X, Y, and Z, or this happened, or weather. But if you, if it really goes. Pete Tong, it's badly executed. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. Hawkins has managed his effort spot on for that those conditions and the shape he's in. I think sometimes my experience, uh, you know, from my own training and just coaching other runners and uh, helping other people out, and is um, it's almost the realism of of where you're currently at as well. Mm. Um, some people think they're in great shape for you know they may well be in great shape for a ten k a half. But when it comes to a marathon, you know, you really, it might be completely different. You know, I've I've been, I've been in, I think personally, I thought I was in great shape for the UTMB and I, I suppose I was, but yeah. I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I underestimated the severity of it and, um, and I think that's a different that, beast though. That is, you know, that's a really, because the thing, I guess the difference there is you can't go out and do 20 hour runs. Do you no. know what I mean? Like that is, no. I think the UTMB yeah. for you is a really good baseline now. Yeah, I think you're you're right. I mean, I, I say I underestimated. I had no idea, and I said that before the podcast, uh, before the the race. I didn't know what I'm going into really, and and I remember I I said some random fact. Oh, maybe a top twenty would be great, but the, and it, before you know, and then I soon corrected myself when I actually thought about what a top twenty means. And go, I can't measure that. I've got no idea. Exactly. Well, 105 mile race is. It's like me saying, I don't know. You know, it's like Bolt, Eugene Bolt saying, I'm stepping up the distance to a half mile and and, yeah, and yeah. saying that he's going to run a 142 or something in, in, or, or saying he's going to get in the final of the world championships. You can't, you can't measure it until you, you do it. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, interesting. Yeah, but for Hawkins, he's definitely inspiration. And even just, you know, it sounds sort of, cheesy but i was out it was absolutely bucking bucketing it down on sunday morning and i was always going to go out for my run um and i went out met up with a, a mate of ours miles edwards had a really good run with him and i came i came back past the house at like 16 miles and i was intending to do 18 and i couldn't be asked my ch- my <laughs> inside of my 
thighs are just red raw from chafing in wet shorts. Oh, it was no. like it was poor marine. I'm absolutely soaked through, muddy to bits. But I was like, do you know what? Hawkins can stand in a shed and train for his race. I can crack <laughs> yeah. out two more miles here and got it done and pushed. I actually pushed on a bit, thinking about yeah, that's that's yeah, that's inspiring. That is, you know, fourth in the world. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Some boy, and I cannot wait to see what he does next year. I tell you what, as well, he for me should be a shoe in for the pre selection for Tokyo with or without Mo. Oh, I mean, he, he, if he's not already got a space, I mean, exactly. I think they confirmed when, when December. When does that come out? The, so December. apparently, there's the UK Athletics, I understand, or the or the. Team GB, Olympic Committee, whichever, I think it is all the same to be honest, but they, they apparently meet in December to agree pre-selection for some events, marathon for sure being one. But for me, even if Mo goes and runs 2.04 this weekend in Chicago, Hawkins has still demonstrated the ability to race a championship race twice now. Both world championships, the one in London, one in Doha. Okay, Gold Coast, clearly a learning curve for him, but I think Mo... I would be really interested to see Mo run a, a championship marathon. I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't do Doha, actually. He's gone for a payday in Chicago a week later. Well, that is true. That is true. Does he really need the money, though? I don't know if he does. No, I don't think he does. I, I'm really... He might not... To be honest, Mo might not be running after all the... the, the you know, next year after the all the scandal. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Yeah, that's what a mess that is. What an absolute <laughs> shambles it is. God. Oh. We might speak about that later too. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got quite a lot in the show this this week, haven't we? We've got we uh, we're gonna we're gonna chat about uh, Tom next week, dude. Is your your Amsterdam uh, marathon? Yeah. Um, Kyle, that's it. And and um, you know, minor news. I, I'm doing a, a an ultra this weekend uh, at the Benahi Ultra, so that'll be exciting. And we spoke about Callum. Uh, we're going to also speak about Salazar. We've also got the Ineos Sub 2 project this weekend. Yeah. Speak about that and some of the other news as well. Sterling Marathon next Indeed. year. It's so, back. Lots to speak about. So let's get straight into it. Uh, oh, as as we are already already are, I suppose. Um, and a, a late introduction this week. So, <laughs> Tom. There's Callum Hawkins and there's Tom Bryan. Tell us about about your marathon uh, prep. So I'm now, this is, we're recording on Thursday night this week. So I'm a week and, what's that, three days out. I, you know, I feel good. I was, I've been doing the classic, looking back on my training and bar a couple of weeks where I've had a, you know, one week I I had a, I did the Great Aberdeen half. So there was a bit of a dip in mileage there. And then Chamonix, I took a day off, but still got a long run one day so two weeks there was light but to be honest i'm hitting consistent miles from last year and you know i did a session on i did a session on saturday actually last week which was a two by four mile with a four minute recovery and the four miles were at marathon pace for three of the miles and then picking up to half in the in the last mile of each and I, you know i find i can get to 545s which is 230 pace pretty comfortably I can raise it comfortably when I'm only doing four to eight miles. So I think I'm in good shape. I think I just, I said it before, I just need to execute. And I'm now with 10 days to go, really starting to think about how I'm going to race this. So maybe I'll give a more detailed think next week, but I think I'm going to go through, try and go through halfway in about seven, in pretty much bang on 75 minutes. Maybe 10 seconds either side. Yeah, cheeky little uh, negative. 
I, I, do you know what? I you know you know me I'm a firm believer that's the way to go I the think old, the good old neggy neggy split the, the good old neg <laughs> I just you know my memories of Frankfurt are so good when you close it's such a good feeling in a marathon and I think Amsterdam's another one of those marathons where it's good field but it's not not thousands and thousands like uh, London so I'm hoping that I can that if you've got those sort of fish in front of you to go fishing in that last 10k which to quote another podcast that I can I can really do that. So yeah, that's the plan. I need to just... well, well, let's uh let's just rewind back uh what you just said there. So you, you, it feels good to run a negative split, right? Yeah. But is that is that you being I mean, are you being too cautious or do, do you think you should be a bit more ballsy? Like, you know, what So yeah, I I know I know most I know a lot of you know, world the you know, the world records it's 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 a it's been a negative split, but what's what's to say that running a, you know a bit harder, a bit more aggressively, is is, uh, is 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 maybe something that you should consider. I mean, it's maybe a little bit too mm-hmm. late now. We've only got ten days out. No, I mean, but uh, you know what's what happens if you you go out with a good a massive group. You've got the V. You know, the good old uh, Kipchoge V, the V basis. <laughs> you know? You've yeah. got a wee V shape with all your pals. The you know, Ineos. You know, just yeah. going in and out, you know, swapping the pace around. And they they, they bugger off, but because you want to negative split, so you're holding back and you're in, in no man's land. What are you going to do then? Yeah, this is the, forget the Ineos 159. This is the yeah. TRS 229. This is, this is, yeah, exactly. So for the TRS 229, which will happen on the 20th of October. That is going to be the title. A fixed time. Be, that is going to be the title of this podcast. You know, I've thought about that a lot recently, but the thing is, you said it yourself, having a good idea of what shape you're in. Now, I think I'm in 230 shape, plus or minus a minute, right? And there is a, I have to admit, I do have a little worry that if I go out, if I overcook it and go out in 73, 74 minutes, that that could turn into a 77, 78 second half and I blow my chances of 2.30. And, you know, with having a Boston, when I walked off Frankfurt with 2.30, I thought to myself, dynamite. I knew I was running Boston. I'm going to go to Boston, see what I can do, and I'm going to try and go 2.27, something like that, in in autumn. Now, obviously, losing the start of the year, I've, I've sort of come back from that. I'm in good shape, but I'm just, I'm reluctant to, I'm going to roll, I think I need to roll the dice here because there's no point in me running 2.30-30. No point at well, all. Well, there's, there's a point in running that. It's just but, uh, you, you well, can finish you the race, you know, but you, you get a PB, but you, you do, you, you're in shape to run a sub-2.30. Exactly. And I guess, well, what I guess I'm saying is I'm not that fussed about a a seventeen a 27-second PB. That sounds really terrible thing to say, but... It's not. It doesn't take me into a new level. I want to run sub two thirty. So, another one for you then, Tom. I'm just giving you. It's like an interview. Some scenarios for you. So you're you're running. You're, you 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 get through about seventy four and a half minute pace. Yeah. So you're on target. You have a little wobble at mile, let's say mile sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. You, you fall off the pace a little bit. What are you gonna do? Not significantly, but just a little bit. What are you going to do and how are you going to react? So I how are you going to react to that? If I'm fall, I mean, if I'm falling off the pace a little bit, I'll I'll probably try and focus to at that stage race. I'd really try and focus to 
really try and pick it up for a mile, even if it was a big effort, try and get pick up a mile and hopefully that would re-inject that sort of steady pace, maybe get into onto, onto the back of a person in front or something. Um, it's easy to say that because when it starts, you and I know as well as most most listeners, when it starts to go south, it's very rare that it comes back. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree in some respect. But I remember Chicago last year. I mean, I, I didn't really have a great race, but I had a really bad patch between mile 13 and 16. And then I felt great for a bit afterwards. Um, I just felt like I was starting to move again. My pace started getting a little bit faster. And it's, it, I think it was slightly down to the conditions as maybe maybe as well. It was a... Mm. We're going into a little bit of a wind, and then we went a tailwind, and my heart rate went down slightly, and I took in a little bit more fuel, and I was I was actually I finished pretty strong until the last mile, but it, it was almost too late for me to bounce back from the time that I lost between mile fourteen and, and eighteen or something like that, um, mm. or seventeen or something. But um, so so that's one thing. So let let's say that does happen. Um, and let's hopefully we we avoid that sort of scenario happening. What's going to be your strategy in terms of your so your pace? We spoke about your pace. What about your fuel? What are you going to be taking in terms of fuel? So I'm going to take I'm going to take a gel every thirty minutes. So hopefully thirty minutes, okay. an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and I may carry a fifth just in case. To but I think four I think four should be enough. I'm going to I think I'm going to put bottles on the course. Two bottles, one at I'm going to put one at 15k and one at 25k to try and get those and or maybe 10 and 20 I haven't actually quite decided where they're going to go but I think they I'd rather have them earlier on than have them later I think it's good to stay topped up I'll put Morton in then and yeah and I'll try and drink every I maybe grab a bit of water every 5 10k my big fear though is getting a stitch in Boston I got a terrible stitch in London two years ago I got a terrible stitch so I'm quite that is, if I if I'm honest, my biggest worry is is getting a a stitch because I drink too much. I don't really drink in training. <laughs> Do you know, I've never had a st- I haven't had a stitch for like fifteen years. <laughs> when they had, I I hadn't had one for <laughs> I, ages. I till I was then. A kid, awful. I used, to, I used to get them all the time, and and when I hear people getting a stitch, I, I this is really bad. But I just think. Really? Is it even? You know, I, I used to think that until I a got. Stitch. You look at that when you do when you're in primary school when you're running around the field. You know, I'm only joking. But, I know you. I know, but, but I actually I had a similar. I remember uh, someone I know who had a, a bad stitch in the marathon, and I was I poo pooed it until I had a stitch in London. <laughs> and honestly, I bought some when I had one in London. Right, it was re- along the basically like along the embankment. It was horrendous. <laughs> and then when we got to Big Ben, it suddenly like left, and I was able to pick it up again. And I think, anyway, that's, again, it's execution though. Obviously, drinking and eating too much, too little. That was a hot day in London, so I did drink too much. You know, I even got feeling to give me a bottle of active root, which I chugged down. Oh, yes. Just before I got the stitch though. That is (laughs) not a great argument for active root. Oh, no. Sorry, gosh. But I think, uh, yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, that's how I'm going to fuel. I think in terms of the, the bad patch thing you talked about, I think, to be honest, the going into it, I'm... In my head, I'm not having a bad patch. I'm really Good. confident I can lift it in the second yeah. half. The, you know, and so, yeah, the plan is probably going to be something like I look. So I had a pace plan for Frankfurt, which I've now started using again. Five k, so mile pace for the per five k, if you like. So my plan at Frankfurt was to run 
550 for the first 5k, 550 for the second 10 5k, then for subsequent 5k's go 545, 545, so 545 pace right through to 25k, then go to 540 pace to the finish. Now in reality that turned out to be in sequence of 5k's, 553, 555, 542, 546, 543, 542, 543, 544, 535. Jeez. So really able to raise it in that second half. I think that's the way I want to go. I may go out a little bit harder, maybe try and go out at 545 pace and then see that through halfway and then raise it in the second half. But um, I suppose my yeah. only, I mean, I know my, my only worry, not even worry, I want you to get the best you can is that you you go off too easy because you don't know right you're improving right now right you don't know sub 230 could be a walk in the park for you no no i'm I'm being serious like you 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 don't know until you do the race that you might actually be running a lot faster than that but if you go out and do a 75 are you going to be able to do a 72 73 again yeah, or like a point, 70, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you, you won't, because you'll end up going faster and you'll end up going past that red line and you might. The, so what I'm saying is, I, I, you, you're your own, you, you know your body better than I do, but I just want you to get the best out of that race. Yeah, um, I see. But, but, but I just, I, yeah. I also think if you go off too, like I know, you know, big old, good old Rico special, the sub, the good old negative, Negi, um, it, it it works sometimes, but people have got people do get PBs by doing a a big positive split. And one example is uh, your man Steve Jones. You know he did he not yeah, run a, a, a six two oh seven? You know the British record that stood for twenty thirty years. And did he not do something like a a sixty one then a a sixty seven or a sixty? It was sixty six or something. It was it was crazy. Something um, like that, yeah. Let me see the... so. So that could be, you know, that could be Tom Bryan, you know, a good old, uh, a cheeky little seventy-one and a, a seventy-eight, you know. So to that, I would say, I would say, you just hold he, on. Like, so uh, here we go. So Steve Jones ran sixty-one forty-two for the first half, and finished and ran six oh seven. There you go. So he must have run sixty-six, right? I'm telling you, if he surely if he'd gone out in sixty-two, sixty-three, he would have run two oh six. Probably, but. <laughs> but it's too late now. He's retired. Yeah, I. Uh, we'll see. But it's, do you know, it's I, almost like that. Met like that extra bit that you don't get used in training. That you know that extra one percent, two percent that you'll never use in training. If you give yourself that opportunity to go a little bit harder and faster, and really go to the well, as Tom always says, then you might you might surprise yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on one hand, I think if I go, if I split seventy-five at halfway, right, and I'm and I'm and I've, I have undercooked it. Sh- big best case, I go. You sit- think you're yeah, you'll still you'll still obviously run faster. Yeah. You, well, you you you'd hope that you'd run faster, um, but uh, I I I'm just it's maybe you've got ten days out. I'm just um, and and I'm sure you're you've 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 uh, thought about all your. And this, you know, I'm speaking to you about what I think you might have to think about. But this is to anyone, really. You know, anyone who's looking to do a marathon, uh, 
maybe not you know not preaching to people like Kipchoge or anything, but yeah. Uh, but it's, you know we all we say negative splits is you know, a great way to run a race, and it is no doubt about it. But um, do you leave well, someone? Yeah. You know, do you leave a little bit on the field maybe when you do a negative split? I don't know. Who knows? You don't want to just. It's like when you start, you see your fifteen hundred meter races on the track. I know it's a smaller. The times only three minutes, um, but they go. They do like a couple of laps at an easy pace, and you know the world. The, you know the the top the world the world's best they're running they should be running if it was a time trial three thirty lows and they're finishing the race in three forties or high three thirties and you think eh, that's a negative split isn't it but it's not yeah. a fast time um, and I know it doesn't it's a, a longer you've got a little bit more time to catch to catch your pace up again but um, just just a thought eh, yeah it's a but, it's a fair one. Um... Yeah, I need to. Uh, you know, I do need to. I need to give it a bit more thought. I, yeah, I need to uh, also see how the race goes unfold. You know, if there's a good group, I'm not going to not go with it. Yeah. Put it that way, and if it yeah. takes me to a bit quicker, so, so we'll see. So in terms of sessions, I also last night. So I did 18 on the weekend. I mentioned last night. I did a sort of last sort of tempo run, which was supposed to be six miles at marathon pace, and I felt really good. Sort of sat at marathon pace 5.44 sometimes something like that through the first four miles and the last two miles was progressed closed at 5.20 felt strong so yeah there's a I think I'm nice. ready I would have liked to have run a fast half though you know I, I'm really lamenting the fact that I didn't get a, a race in because I would have liked that but beggars can't be choosers so we will we'll see what happens next week but I'll go I, I will give a I'll have a good think over the next um, over the next week Get it planned out, and I will uh, give a bit of a preview next week on TRS. Yes, and what about training? What so what we uh, you asked the listeners to choose should should Tom buy <laughs> the next percenter, continue with his four percenters. <laughs> so what what is the verdict? Have we had any? Um, did did you have. get any feedback from anyone? Yeah, we have. Let me find this message. So we had uh, overwhelming overwhelmingly positive feedback for the next percents um, and I can exclusively reveal on TRS I own a pair of next percents oh does he oh, do you want to show me them go on they're not I, I say that I, I haven't collected them yet because they're, oh, they're, God. what, what colour are they the pink ones please please say you've got the pink ones please I have yes pink <laughs> ones I so, thought they were the ladies ones but I didn't realise they'd go in the, oh, the full size I think if, you, if you're going to go Fantastic. for it you've got to go for it so, oh you've got to go pink yeah I've got to say yeah. the message I got a message from Rob we got a message from Rob Turner so shout out to Rob um, uh, handle uh, Instagram handles at not high no bob or something one of Kyle's <laughs> ultra pals so he's, that's it yeah he's uh, yeah he's, he's really believer. yeah he's a big believer and he's saying much more stable lighter the upper is a better material all in a better shoe, and I thought, you know, what, if it's going to be 160 quid to buy a pair of vapor flies, which I know is a hit, it's not, you know, it's I'm spending no, all this money to go out to them. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, think so, about yeah. how much money I spent in well, that you Mont Blanc You know, it was like 300 euros or something. I didn't realize but, it was like look good. It's like when you like I always think when I'm if you're doing a presentation at work, look good. You know, feel good. <laughs> you know, you'll perform well so I'm uh, and, uh, I think I'm a lot of people did say that they uh, you know James Vernon um, he, he said a thumbs up to the to the next percenters who, who did, else yeah. did uh, 
Who else? Not Chelsea. Um, there was another comment as well saying a yes for the next percent. I can't remember who wrote it. So, yeah. So great. Thank you for the feedback, guys. I um, I'm quite excited to run them. And also, I've been. We're going, we're going to talk about the Ineos One Five Nine Challenge. That is just an advert for the night that year as well. You know, even the World Champs Marathon. What I thought was quite cool actually was Hawkins bossing these boys in the last two k, and he's the only one not a next percent. Although I would love, I bet I can. I tell you what, those those New Balance shoes, 100% have got a plate in them, and 100% have got the similar sort of foam. So yeah, I don't think he's at a disadvantage there. Yeah. Now, now what is it? It's there's um for these. I think for these shoes, you, you, it, they have to be available. Um, they can't be an unfair advantage. Uh, yeah. I think that's the rule, isn't it? Um, so it is, yeah. they have to be readily available to the public. Now, are they, all these shoes available to the public? From what I heard, was some of them are custom made to the athlete. Mm. So does that mean that there's a slight, you know, change? And is there even a, a greater performance effect when it comes mm. to, uh, you know, individuals wearing them? I don't know, but um, it's a discussion. I'm sure that yeah. we can, we can, uh, we can have in the next. Few, you know, when we see more of them coming out and yeah. more of these shoes coming out, but yeah, I mean, Nike. We can chat about the Nike. The well, are we are we finished with you? Are we? We are finished with me. So. Well, we could go on to, I mean, I, I don't know what you've been up to running-wise. Not, not much. <laughs> just, just skip that bit, will we? Let's We'll talk about the Benahy Ultra when we get to the races. You can give us your preview then. But, yeah, yeah go for it. Ineos. Well, the Ineos, what, what's your take on it? Are you excited to watch it? So, to anyone who doesn't know what the, the Ineos project is, um, so it's going to be, it's basically Kipchoge is going to go for the sub-2 uh, project. So he's going to go. For, sorry, he's going to go for the sub two marathon. Um, so this is the second attempt at going for sub two. Now this the Ineos are they used to. Um, from what I know, they're the they're not the sponsors of Team Sky or something, were they? Yeah, that's right. Or yes, yeah, Team Ineos now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the actual event itself is held in Marath. Uh, sorry, it's in Vienna. Is it Vienna? And it's, I think it's in a wooded area, and it's going to be, um, I, I think, laps, from it? It, laps of, I think it's like, is it not like a 5k or 4.2k lap? Um, straight, yeah. Real straight. It's in the, it's in the, not woods, but I think there's trees surrounding it, so there'll be less chance of any wind um, resistance. So I think, for from what I hear, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be quite exciting. So it's, this, it's Saturday the 12th of October, they've confirmed that today, and it will be between 5.30am and I think 10.30am start time, which they will confirm tomorrow being Friday. So if it's Friday and you're listening to this, you could still get a chance to watch it. If it's Saturday, you've missed it. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it's in Vienna, and I think if you go on, I don't know where it's going to be filmed, but if you go on the website... Uh, the Ineos 159 challenge. You can. It's got a link to the to the video, so you'll be able to stream it there. I don't think it'll be on TV, but it's, you live, never... on, it's live on YouTube. Yeah. So get yourselves, get your long running folks, and uh, and and put your feet up and and let your body recover. And uh, and you know, if you're in Vienna, folks, I'm sure some of you TRS fans might be there. Get yourself on the roadside, and you'll be able to watch it. Um, so I think the difference between this one. Is um, I think there's a little bit more emphasis on the control. It being a lot, the conditions being even more controlled than they were 
um, at the, the 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 one the night project. Um, they really are taking the the timings of this and the the weather the conditions seriously. So it quotes uh, I think they're currently look, looking at less than two mile an hour per second wind speed on the start location on the bridge and the temperature between five to nine degrees Celsius between five and eight a.m. on Saturday. Um, after 8 a.m., the temperature is looking to rise slightly. Humidity will drop slightly for the challenge. We need a 24-hour window of no rain to keep all the surfaces dry. And that is looking the case, apparently. So everything's... Yeah. I think what's really cool, I was going to say, what's really cool is how many times have you done a race and you see the weather and you think, oh, what a nightmare. It's really nice to nice the next day. This is amazing. Kipchoge is in, he's training, so he's in his best shape. And he's got the opportunity to move when he races. Do you know what I mean? Imagine you're lining up for, like, say, the Chicago Marathon on Sunday. The weather's shit on yeah. Sunday. But on Monday's amazing. They say, oh, sorry, we're going to move the race to Monday. So you don't waste your shape. That What an opportunity that is. What amazing... But is that I mean, an opportunity, incredible. though? Like, is that an opportunity? Because there's a window that they, they have. They can't just keep, you know... Is it not... How, how does Kipchoge taper for this? Well, I think, to be fair, yeah, I think they must have known how close to the window they need to fine-tune it. Because originally it was like a four- or five-day window, and it was only this week they've narrowed it down to the day, and then they still haven't narrowed down to the time till tomorrow, the day before. So I guess it's it'll be to do with confidence and weather yeah. um, forecasts. But, uh, you know, to answer to your original opening question, I think it's brilliant. I think it's, it's creating a buzz about athletics. It's creating a discussion about athletics, which is really good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he runs and how it's received. I think if he runs 159.50, it'll be amazing. What a legend. I think if he drops 158.10, people are going to be like, all right, this is a piss take here. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I suppose that's a question. Um, Ellie, Kipchoge's ran the world record that was 101.38 and Bekele, no, 130, I think I think that's right. Um, Bekele just ran a one. 140. Yes. Now, who's to say that Kipchoge, you know, and, and, and when that world record was, was, I think I even mentioned it, we probably both did, that's going to be untouchable for a while. And Kip, Bekele's just um, gone and almost broke the world record. So, he's, and, and what, what my, my argument here, and potential argument is, if Kipchoge breaks the sub two hour prod, and everyone will be like, oh, he's a legend. But what's to say someone else can't break it if he breaks it? Well, I think that's also... Is that, I think, one thing that they're... Obviously, it's a huge marketing exercise as well for Nike and any of us. Let's not be uh, naive. But the other thing is, it is a mental thing. If he breaks it... I mean, we've seen a bunch of guys run sort of two or threes now, two or twos. If he breaks it, for sure, the floodgates will open at some stage and people will start running two or one more consistently. And maybe... And you're right. It would have been really interesting for Kelly broken world record because Kipchoge would be in a position that he didn't have the world record and he would be potentially running faster again, but it wouldn't count. And, that, and that's where it comes down to. I mean, the, the 159 project, it's, it, it really is about technology. Um, yeah. And it, it does really negate the, the human performance of, of, of marathon running. You're, 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 yeah. If when you, there's all the other conditions like the pacing, all, you know, the drafting in pacers continuously um, they're they've got fancy shoes on their feet um, all these things uh, the timings of the event it's it's going to be quite um, 
I know. It, it, it really does mean, like, who is the greatest marathon runner? You can't, for, for me, you, you can't really say. No. If he, even if he does break the sub two hour project, uh, it's the sub two hour, the two hour marathon. Um, it's, uh, and, and I suppose, and arguably, you could say the world record um, of 201. Yeah. Is, is Have have these runners like Bekele and Kipchoge improved by two, three minutes over the last two, three years? Or is it a mental side, yeah. Or is it or is it the, 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 the shoes? Yeah. Is it the tech? Uh, who knows? Well, it's like the, it's like the you know, any else 159, we said before, it's just like TRS 229. I mean, can an average <laughs> man who runs a podcast in the spare time run sub 230 and if it is it the tech that makes him do it or is it his ability you know it's, a, it's ability. We, will nev- we will never know <laughs> we will never, <laughs> we'll know. never know but if it happens it happens yeah and it counts exactly now yeah and that and, and you know and i'm i'm thinking and this is no disrespect to anyone who's running pbs or I'm thinking my 225. If, I wonder if I, what I would have ran if I wore a pair of Vaporflies. I don't know. That, yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> I might yeah. have ran 226 because I got too excited and went faster than I should have and blew yeah. up even, you know. Uh, who so knows? It's interesting on the on the Vaporfly, and you know we've talked about it a lot on this show. We're obviously both running them. Fiona last week did Boston. She was a uh, Berlin, sorry. She made a lot of. She was very impressed in the two days after the race how good her legs felt. Really? That yeah, like she thinks that, and I, I completely agree with her, that cushioning really does take the load off what you're doing. And to be honest, I'm totally for it because look at the improvement in tech and things like, I mean, cycling for one, is obviously hugely there's a huge amount of tech in that sport. You're not telling me like the design. I'm pretty sure the design of a javelin is probably better now. You know that. Well, it is. They they did improve it. They I can't remember what they did to it, but they they had the. But then what they did have is they had the old record. They changed. I think they altered the world record. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Um. So you could argue, what do we do now? You know, when everyone's got carbon plates in their shoes, do we, do we just reset the world record? There's an element of technology in now. It's not just. But then, you could argue, are trainers. They... Trainers in itself are. Trainers do help you run faster, don't they? Uh, the also the other question is, I mean, athletics. Let's be honest, we're papering over the cracks a little bit in the sense athletics is in a bit of a dire situation right now. Are we are we sure that the Kipchoge's, the Bekele's of the world are not doping? We're not. To 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 slide it onto the Salazar subject, which was our next point. Yeah. I mean, let's... it's it's we're we're seeing times being run now that even four years ago would have been out of this world, and it's amazing that we're now talking about two one forty as being. You know, good, but someone's hopefully going to. Well, hopefully, I'm not sure whether I'm that fussed about it, but someone might take two minutes off that this weekend. That's yeah. bonkers. Now, is that the mental side? I, I'm not 100% sure these guys are not doping. Kipchoge is about 40. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I struggle to run an eight minute mile now, and I'm blaming it on age. I'm only 33 years old. He's, I'm not convinced. I'm really not convinced. The guy <laughs> doesn't test. The guy is doesn't race at all. He doesn't turn. Okay, that, that's harsh. The guy hasn't raced since last October at Berlin. Did, he not, did he not do something in April? Oh no, sorry, I'm talking nonsense. He ran London, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He ran London. Mm. I beg your pardon. But he doesn't <laughs> race that much. Is he? I mean, I assume he's tested all the time. 
And this and that's my problem with athletics. But even even if you if you, I mean let's just generally even if you are tested, it doesn't mean you know you're testing for specific things, aren't you? You're True. testing for specific uh, substances. It's not to say that you're it's not been in your system before. It might have, it could have been historically you, you were yeah. taking something and you weren't tested or it's it's there's still not a test to. Um, to, to is perhaps masks in some shape or form. So, um, but so yeah, this... you know, we talk the sport. People talk about all these. Uh, you know, Salazar's been banned, rightly so. What about his athletes? And this is where I, I would think we should have access to a database. And you know, okay, I know you got GDPR and all that, and I get all these athletes. You know, um, rights to privacy and whatnot for their own data. But yeah. I think there should be a log. You should be able to. It should be transparent enough. I should be able to go on and see how many times has Eli Kipchoge been tested this year. If you're if you're a professional athlete competing, there should be a record of it. And it would that, be nice you know, to. It would almost be nice to have a profile like that. You could see. Yeah, your you're right. Ten. Yeah, just your power of ten in terms of all your tests and uh, whether or not you you attended them or not. And I know they you have was it three strikes and you're out sort of thing. Yeah. Um, if you miss one, if you're not there, um, and obviously you have to declare if you're going on holiday or you're going to a certain country. And um, but I think the problem is, is there's not enough money in in the sport. Well, maybe yeah. there is, but true. There's they need a lot of money to 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 to, to do it well, and and there isn't that money. And but there know, is money. But, there's money. I mean, you hear the you know the, the obviously it's going in people's pockets. So I mean, the amount of money it must have cost them to put on the world champs in Doha, you know. Don't put it to places like that. If you're gonna, you know, if, if that's where the money is, let's or or put it there. But say, all right, if you're gonna put it on there, we need you to pay for our doping programs for the next, I don't know, four years to, or next two years to the next uh, cycle. Because at the moment, it's there's no way. I've got as a fan, I've got no means to prove to have trust in an athlete. Like I can see on Mo's Instagram, he's got yet another test, one more test. And I'm like, that means nothing to me now. I don't, you know, I need to, see, I want to be able to see, you know, how often is he tested? You know, I can look at, I don't know. And I know I'm, I'm maybe hoping for something that's never going to happen, but it's the transparency we need. How, when is an athlete tested as a minimum? And then I'd like to see what they're being tested for. Because it would, at least that transparency would create a bit of a, you know, it would start to create some trust in, in a lot of the athletes. Because now, you're going on their word. I mean, the Salazar ban is coming. Now, half of his athletes are coming out and saying, oh, I've nothing to do with them. I was coached by Pete Julian. I'm not in the Salazar camp. I just wear the same vest. Some of them are coming out and saying, I still trust him. I never saw anything wrong. I never took anything. I was never given anything. He was very up looking after my health. And you think, what, am I, what are you supposed to believe? Because I, I've still not seen any evidence. I've seen, I, I believe he's guilty, but I haven't seen any evidence. And in terms of the athletes, I've got no idea. Like Jordan Hasse this weekend, she strikes me as a really nice down-to-earth girl. Yeah. What if she runs 2.19 this weekend? She's a Salazar athlete. Well, there's always going to be a, a, a dark cloud over all the athletes. Well, they're, they're not always, but there's now a dark cloud and a shadow over all the, the athletes in the Nike Origin project and, yeah. and, and, and the, the the historic athletes as well, like Mo Farah. Um, so... But anyway, what, do you, what do you think about the, the athletes in the Oregon project? What what do you think is the way forward with them, knowing that their coach has has been found to have violated doping practices? I think 
I mean, it's it's not just the coach. If the coach has violated doping practices, then what's that mean for the athletes? I mean, what's he been doing exactly. to the athletes? Or not just um, Salazar, but the, there's a couple of doctors. I think one of them's now passed Aye. away. Doctor um, Jeffrey Brown has been has been banned as well. Yeah, no, I think there was another one. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, but yeah, so he. I think basically they, the athletes were getting sent to, um, to, 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 the, to the doctor and it was basically just, there you go, don't ask any questions, just um, just crack, just just take what they give you and, uh, and, and no questions asked. And that's, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but from, from what I'm reading, some of the sources I'm reading, that's, that's what's been happening in some of their, their accounts. Um, but would you so say take Mo then? What is the way forward for Mo? Do we just now? Is it just a case of Mo's never failed a drugs test? He, he hasn't. Clean. He hasn't failed the drugs test. That's so do, the point. So That's does, the thing. He's, uh, exactly. He's he, at the moment he's not guilty. I I, I I I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, he may be under. He may be highly suspicious. The, the, yeah, there's there's um there's suspicion that he he may he may or may he may be involved. And in, I mean if you're if Salazar's coaching Mo, then and, and this is during the time that he was there's all this misconduct, then uh, he's going to have to explain himself and he's going to have to do a good job of doing that to avoid any doubts. Um, but what can you do? I mean, this has yeah. been going on for a while, and um, it's not it's not really a it's a bit of a surprise that he's been banned for four years by. The by WADA, um, is it or the USA anti doping? Is it you, USADA, is it or WADA? No, it's it is. I think it's is it USADA, uh, USADA it's, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think four years is a I think that's the maximum you can give to somebody, so he's been given the max ban for it. Um, and, and I think the same for the, the doctor, too. But uh, we there was a the the was a I think, uh, where is it? Is it Cara Goucher? Yeah, she gave evidence, didn't she? Yeah, she did, and that that was that that went out quite quite a while ago, didn't it? Yeah, uh, that was four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but here's one for you. This is uh, Mo Farah, um, angry at being dragged through the mud. Now let's let's put this on. But is that not four years ago? It was four years ago. Yeah. So this is what I don't understand that we've got no new information at this point. I mean. You t- and you know we talk about the failed test. Apparently, Marion Jones passed a huge number of tests while she was guilty. So I, I think it's. Uh... So I was trying to press play, but it wasn't it wasn't working. So I think there's, yeah. Anyway, I, I, we're not obviously we're not going to solve it here, but I just I wonder, I do wonder for a lot of these athletes what the what the what the way forward is. Um... But you, but you do though, like I mean, look at um, Sifan Hassan, her 10k time. Did, did that not look? You know, you you're watching that going. Really? I'm not having. I'm so I tell you what. I'm like, not quite. I'm not having that at all. Her. Is that, her, was that 1500 meters? 11th. I think that, that 359 would have ranked her 12th this year. World world rankings now. She, yeah. Uh, I think I can't remember. What it was, Science and sport. It's uh, your man. Um, Oh God, what's his name? Uh, Ross Tucker. Is oh it yeah. Ross Tucker. 
Yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah. He's um, good Twitter. Yeah, really, really good. Now, what he said about the the tanker was quite interesting. So, um, the the his that three fifty nine at the end of a a ten k for the fifteen hundred meters is equivalent of um of a, a of a male running. I think it was like like it was like sort of high three thirties for a fifteen hundred meters at the end of a ten k. <laughs> Now, no, if you look back, then no one's ran that sort of time um, at, at the last 1,500 metres. And it wasn't even that slow pace, really. I mean, she did go a, yeah. neg- a big negative split. But um, but equally, you know, she's been on the go for quite a while. She's been she's she's had medals for, for quite a number of years. So she's not just come out the blue. Um, but... Yeah, you would like to you'd like to think um that she's she's not uh she's not guilty, but I it's I'll, difficult I'll honest, to know. I'm isn't not it? Con- I'm not convinced. I mean, having watched that race unfold, what she did at the end of that fifteen hundred was outrageous. And to think she did it, you know, not that far long 10K. after she'd done a ten K. Yeah. I mean, the range, this is the same girl around the European half marathon record last year. It just it all feels a bit bonkers. And to see her reaction afterwards, I know she got very angry and upset. If she is clean, it must be difficult for her to see this. But she needs to prove she's clean. And saying things like, uh, the evidence is I, run, I ran fast because I was angry, that's not enough. She needs to demonstrate She needs to demonstrate that she's clean by... Uh, I mean, and that's my problem. I don't know how she demonstrates that, whether she, she gives an, uh, an independent commission access to her data who can confirm that everything is above board. But... You know, I don't know when the as an athletics fan, I don't know when the last time she was tested. I don't know how often she was tested. I yeah. don't know when she was in and out of competition, when she was tested, and that's it's that lack of transparency is no good. And when people start doing incredible things now, there's going to be questions about it for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, what what do you think then, the Nike Oregon project? What's going to happen to that? Should in in do you think it's it should still continue or? I, I think mean, it's the end of it. Yeah, and what about Nike? Nike itself. I mean, their stance is that they're they're supporting Salazar. Yeah, I mean, they're not. And I suppose, in a way, I mean, again, interest when you think about it. If if Nike were to to go, yeah, you know, we're going to part our ways with, with him, and we're really you almost they're admitting guilt in a way. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be it would be so damaging and, for and, Nike and, as an organisation. Yeah. Um, so so Nike itself they're in, in a little bit of a, a pickle, you know. They're they're doing doing good in the, the advances of technology, but maybe not in the in the right way, you know. Uh, when but it then, comes but to... Nike, I mean Nike stood by Lance for so long. You yeah. know, and I, I think Nike Nike I don't know, I'm I saw some some interesting things people were saying about how the, the chief executive CEO of Nike has been is apparently was aware of some of the dodgy tests Salazar were doing. Um, I'm not so sure about that. Well, I don't know. I mean, when I say that, I mean I don't I don't know any more than what the headline I read. I think I see people saying, "Oh, it must be all Nike athletes must be rife with it." I highly doubt that. I no, I don't. I don't. To take. I, I, don't. At, I mean, half the British team are sponsored by Nike. I yeah. Mean, it's, but I do think they. I also think Nike are an absolute monster I mean if Nike were caught if it turns out Salazar is guilty I don't think it's a big dent to Nike you know look at the, what they do in football in um, 
you know, ice hockey, baseball, American football. They've got so many other markets. And to be honest, the gym market must be their big... I'm, I'm not convinced that sort of athletics fans are their biggest form of their market. I imagine that you've got, you know, the average gym goer loves a bit of Nike kit, Nike shoes. I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive. I, I just don't think it's... I, I think in the long term, they would get over it. I mean, it's 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 come from two. Well, I'm sure there's maybe maybe this is the tip of the iceberg, but um, but I mean, it's it's two people who have been found guilt found guilty uh, based on the the Isada investigation. Um, but uh, but yeah, hey, who who knows what what will happen to this? Um, but it's it is interesting. I mean, you know, the Mo Farah was coached by by Salazar. For 2011 until 2017, which is a yeah. long time. It is a long time. So you know, if he isn't, if Mo doesn't know anything about any of the untoward practices that he's been he's been doing, then that's that's a bit fishy, is it not? It's interesting uh, it's, that he left as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure Mo's reasons for leaving have been or have been are they that clear to me? And also, Centro has left, and Centro it's had a it was the for listeners who probably don't know, but Centro it's won the. 1500 gold at the Olympics in Rio in 2016. Sencho was was interviewed after the 1500 and the World Champs last week, and he said that he they were asking why did you join a team that was under investigation or something, and he said or and it was before the investigation thing, but he said hey I was straight out of college. This this they're saying all the right things in terms of the facilities, the training, the team. You know he's I'm, I'm a guy straight out of college. Of course I wouldn't. You know why wouldn't I sign up to to join a join a, a team like that and. I think he didn't say why he left. That is a little bit suspicious, but I think, um, yeah, I think I think it's I think everyone seems to be quite in full agreement that whatever they're doing is either right on the line or in the grey if they're not crossing it. Yeah, definitely. So we we did have a couple of people who you know we did ask for their opinions on the the subject because you know I'm not I'm certainly not a, an expert in in this. Uh, so we had uh, one one from Graham Aitken. Um, he, I'll read it out. So he wanted to give his views on. So thanks for passing this on. Uh, I'm glad that he's been caught and brought to justice. Although I think only four years is ridiculous, especially with the evidence and testimonies. From what I've read the past week, and historically it seems pretty obvious that Salazar, the doctor, and basically the Pro- Origin Project were happy to break the boundaries and limits in order to win. It's the athletes I feel sorry for. They're under huge pressure to get to the very top, and this is what you kind of mentioned, uh, and have big con- contracts with the Origin Oregon project. If they've got a doctor saying you have to take all these supplements and infusions, but don't worry, it's all tested and fine. They had to trust Salazar and the doctor, and many of them still do. Unfortunately, it means every uh, NOP Origin project athlete must be looked looked at a bit closer as they're all implicit by association. I'm not saying any of them are guilty, but if you're coached by Salazar and win six goals in that time, folk will feel questions need asked. Overall, it's great they've been brought to justice, but that just casts even more doubt on the whole system and the historic historical results, in my opinion. So thanks for that, Graham. That's, that's actually sums up what we've kind of been speaking about. Um, I suppose, you know, you, you feel sorry for the athletes, and I get why he might, but um, I think there's some athletes there who know exactly what's happening, and they'll they'll go through all their measures to 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 try and you know get to the top. Um, 
and 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 Cara Goucher obviously understood that, and that's why she's um, formed an opinion and, and voiced her concerns. And, and uh, maybe we we might see some more people speaking out and um, and and being a little bit more open about what's what's actually happening. Mm. Yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. So other than that, are we? Are we going to chat more about that? Or are we going to leave it leave it there? I think what we'll and, do, I think this might unroll unfold even over the next few weeks. So we can always, uh, we'll maybe jump back onto it next week um, once we see what 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 comes out of the of the developments over the next week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so on, uh, I, I suppose in similar type news, uh, um, Mark Dry, the we we mentioned him. He's yes. a hammer thrower. Um, so he has been found. Uh, I haven't got the article in front of me, but basically he's been reinstated. Yeah, he's been cleared, yeah, he's which is cleared, great. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know why, but um, but yeah, it's great for great that whatever's happened's happened. Um, but anyway, I th- in fact, you know, I think I did. I was reading it earlier. Uh, I think so, hopefully it's just uh, a, a a miss. A maybe a. I was just hoping it's a mix-up in data, or it was it was a spurious case, so he was checked and found to be okay. So, well, I'll read, you know, I'll it's read good the that they highlighted that. I'll read the article here. Uh, so, Scottish hammer thrower Mark Dry has been cleared of the anti-doping rule. This is BBC, so uh, you know, take take it as it is. Uh, Dry 31 has been suspended since May after being charged with attempted tampering with any part of doping control. The case related to athletics whereabouts regulations. <coughs> A national anti-doping panel found that there had been no subversion of the doping control process after hearing in London last month. While information provided by the double Commonwealth Games bronze winner was false, the panel ruled it was not fraudulent. The Scot had initially lied about where he was not at the address he had proved in his whereabouts information for the fifth, uh, at the 50, on the 15th of October 2018. These require athletes to let the anti-doping Authorities know exactly where they will be on any given day. However, the lie was deemed not to constitute tampering, in part because no sanctions would have been forthcoming for the filing failure, which was a first offence. Three whereabouts filing failures within a 12-month period can result in a ban. Dry's ban meant that he has been unable to compete at any level, including the British trials for the World Championships in Doha. Uh, UK anti-doping imposed the suspension of a three-week window to appeal against the decision so there you go mm. we'll see if anything unfolds with that one too but um yeah yeah interesting the All last right. bit of, the last bit of news that we've got was well, not news but it's on a, on a lighter note we wanted just to give a bit of a uh tip of the cap to leslie roy who's stood down as scottish athletics president after a, a good stint and uh, there was a lot of good coverage on social media about that so uh thank you on on behalf of TRS and our listenership for your uh, your 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 service to Scottish Athletics, much well, appreciated. And well, if you yeah, listen, we, get in touch. We'd love to have oh, you. Oh yeah, on. definitely. Well, we say that, but you know, this, this like you say, you know, the service that it, people don't recognise the impact it has. If you got a race or uh, how things work in terms of Scottish Athletics, uh, if if you don't have these people on the ground, then. It, it won't actually shape. Uh, it, you won't see the the shape of of Scottish athletics and how um, you know how 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 slick some of the races and organising of the events are. So, congratulations. 
Right, shall we very quickly rattle through some results then before we wrap it up? Let's go for it. Because if right. I don't, I'm going to be waffling for, for hours on end, eh? So let's start. No, we don't. So let's start with the, I'll start with the Loch Ness Marathon, which was on the weekend there. And uh, it's a race, we've got uh, our own man, Kyle Gregg, has been in the in the medals there before. But this year it was won by Asaya Koskai of Metro Aberdeen. <laughs> I say that with a slight a slight smile on my face because uh, that's the first time I've ever seen him in a Metro vest. I know him. He was the one who gave me a, a superb massage of my legs last time. Oh, time. he did, didn't uh, he? It wasn't was just your legs, was it? I was worried, exactly, I was worried <laughs> there was, it was getting a little bit too handsy. So, obviously, the Kenyan style. So, he ran it in uh, 2.29.31. He went through halfway in 1.11. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know it's one... funny though he uh the the first year he ran in what he, he went in the first half in 107 Good <laughs> yeah 108 or something so that was a year it was a week before i got married remember oh that's right yeah i remember and, that. Uh, i was like see you guys uh and then i i i found him and i was i think he he he, he went obviously went off a little bit too hard and uh i caught i went past him and, and, and pipped to the got the second place but uh it's good he's come back this year. Maybe a little bit, a little bit more um, uh, easy on the execution than the, the, well, the you first say that. half. He's, anyway, but, yeah, uh... he's still got a one one eighteen second half. Yeah, but she... I think uh, you know what's interesting. The starting photo is he's got a base layer underneath his vest, and he finishes without it. So he's obviously taken off his vest and the base layer at one point and put just the vest back on. So. <laughs> He's obviously uh-huh. that maybe why he took that was maybe why he was seven minutes slow in the second half. Second place was Nick Harris Fry of Orion Harriers in one eighteen forty sorry in two thirty six thirty. Third place was Ed Reese of Slynn All Stars. Where the hell are these people from? I know ringers two thirty seven oh nine. The only uh, the only um, Scottish Scotsman there is uh, Coscay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, you gotta go back. You gotta go back down on the men's side. No, the top you go five. Are... You've got to go down to uh, David Marshall and Gordon Lennox. Well, there you go. That's it. Uh... Yeah. So where, on... where's uh, Orion? Orion Harriers. Where's that? I have Anyone no know? idea, mate. Slynn yeah, All Stars. Big Ed Reese. Uh, Slynn All Stars. No idea where that is. Uh, Roadrunners sub. This is like that uh, island race we were chatting about. So Orion Harriers is in Chingford, London. Right, okay. And the Slynn All Stars. You hear the, the wee keyboard going there. You can hear it rattling off like a machine gun. <laughs> Slynn All Stars is in Swindon. Swindon, ah, oh, okay. By okay. the looks of it. Oh. I feel yeah, uh, I feel that's you know very I've, I've been on, I've hit I've just got on the website. I think I've just been. I think I've. It's obviously full of viruses. So I guess about a thousand pop-ups at the same time came up. Right okay, on the. So on the women's side, it was a win and course record for Katie White of Garscube Harris in two forty-two or three. Uh, Katie was ahead of second place Metro Aberdeen's Kerry Price, Kerry Price. in two fifty-two thirty-one. So That's a, a sensational marathon for Kerry. from yeah. Kerry. Yeah. Yeah, really and I, I, I think I, I knew she would do well, um, but to, to get a 2.52 in her first marathon, is it? it yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. I think Kerry's got a fair bit of, and sort of, um, she obviously won the Live Grew, so she's got, you know, endurance, and she's done a lot of those races, so really good there. And then in third place was uh, 
Friend of the show, she's not been mentioned for a while. Sheena Logan, 5AC, 254-23, who was obviously, I think Sheena won it last year, so yeah. really cool to see her come back. And she, Sheena's a, a pro in terms of, she turns up uh, every marathon she turns up to and sinks it out in 250-255. She's very consistent, so really impressive to see her there. There's a few other results. I know I'm not, I'm just going to mention the first kind of couple and some of the vet, uh, vets. So Graham Doig, PH Racing Club, 246. Uh, Neil Smith, Astor Hadis, 247. Stuart Much, uh, Fraserburgh, 252. Over 50, Stuart Robertson, Perth Road Runners, 245. Richard Horn, Metro, 250. PB for Richard, I think, is it? I believe it might be. I think it might be. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Graham Parker, 303 for the over 50. Over 60. And Tony caught to what, 314? Jeez, oh. Uh, William De Castro, 342 and Bradley Jones run Ottawa at uh, 343. Men over 70. Peter McDonald, 353. Oh my what, God, well uh, done. What good a hero. Um, and uh, an over 40 woman, Janet Dixon, 312. Fiona Kostaven, Totley AC, 314. Alison Matthews of Metro and uh, 315. So well done to Alison. Uh, Innes Hagen, over 50. Seven Continents Club, 319. Uh, Don Cantarelli, 342. Janet Richards of uh, Clisweri Runners, must be Welsh. Uh, over 60, with Jackie Millett, Serpent and Road, Road Running Club, uh, 358. Susan Seeley, 347. Erica Christie, three, no, I can't be right, 424 perhaps. Women over 70, Patricia Hampton of. Uh, Harmony AC, 4.34. Boom. There you go. Wow. Look at that. Right. Uh, go and crack on with the results. I've, I've just got to uh, get my charger in. Right. Like... Well, while Kyle heads on, I'm going to go on to the... <laughs> He's still there. 10K. The 10K in Inverness was won by Metro Aberdeen's Cameron Strachan in 30.31. Cameron edged out uh, quite a tussle with um, Inverness Harrier Sean Chalmers, who was second in 30-40. And in third place, we had James Donald, Dundee Hawks, 30-41. Shout out to a friend of the show, at Ben Ward, one beer, PB in 31-53. Donnie McDonald, in, just behind him in 32 minutes. And Fraserburgh, local runner, Max Abernethy in 32-02. On the women's side, it was a win for... Yeah, he's back. It was a win for a young Megan Keith, who is, a, from what I understand, a 17-year-old from Inverness, who in her 10K debut ran 34-41. Really impressive there to beat defending champion Jenny Bannerman, also in Vanessa. How old is she, sorry? 17. What the hell? Yeah, I saw it in the paper. Really impressive. So Jenny was second, 35-10, and in third place was Metro's Jeannie Barand in 35-44. So really cool to see... Ginny back on the on the front of some of these races. That's some fast times, eh? Yeah, really Holy fast moly. times. We had um, our man. Did you mention Ben Ward Run Beer? I mentioned him, yeah. Yeah, a cracking the time PB, from yeah. him. Yeah, massive yeah. PB. Donny McDonny getting a cheeky little uh, thirty-two as well for the 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 was he a vet? Yep, first yeah, vet as well. Yeah, by a country thirty-two mile. flat. I mean, geez. Donny, I mean, where, where did what happened to the one second? I know it's, a, it's another Bekele, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it is, one yeah. two seconds out. Oh dear. Ah oh, well, no, good effort, Donny. Good run. 
Um, so yeah, okay. So we we done talking about the the River Ness thank you. We are, yeah. On you go. I'll let you choose Grand. the next race. Next race, eh? Oh, this is awful exciting. Um, what have I got? What have I got to choose? Did you just delete half the races? I yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, well, we're short on time, so I deleted some of the less interesting ones. I researched all that all that information and I I didn't delete I didn't delete any races that had a link on them. Ah, okay, okay. Well, I've got one here. So the Morven Hill here's a one one for you. The Morven Hill race. So this was this weekend. Uh, now I wouldn't often speak about some of the all the local races, but I, I noticed the uh, the results for this one. I was quite uh, impressed by the winner. It was Jacob Adkins decided to come all the way up north to run the Morven Hill race. So uh, in a boyne. So congrats to you know a bit a bit starstruck having Jacob. Uh, you know, another super fan of the show and a, a former interviewee coming up to Afford and, and, and not even telling us he was coming up, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, quite a bit. Hey, we were away, weren't we? But, um, yeah, Jacob, great run from you, 43-52, uh, beating our man James Espy, another interviewee of the show, uh, 45-03. And our man Hamish Battle, uh, battling it out in third place in 49-17. So that's your... Um, that's your top three for the for the for the males. For the females, we had uh, Siobhan Killenbeck. So this is Siobhan. This is um, Kerry's sister, is it? Yeah, I think. it is. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. she she ran in a, a fairly comfortable fifty-eight oh one, followed by Diana McDonald of Highland Hill Runners, and this is a club that's got tartan running shorts, folks. So uh, don't mistake them for tartan running shorts podcast just yet until we get our club sorted um diana mcdonald in second and ruth mckenzie d-side runners in first 50 as well 102.59 so that's your morvin hill race now this race tom i did this race many a year ago about 15 16 even 17 years ago and i was wearing a pair of washers on my feet and uh, my, my whole sole of the shoe came off and I was running down the last section with no no sole in my shoe. Oh my god! And uh, your man, you know the guy who owns the what radio, animal? Alan Smith. He's a uh, he's a, a big hill runner. Okay. He, he's like, is this your shoe, Kyle? Because he sprinted past the last <laughs> bit and gave me my shoe back, and that was my excuse. My my sole. I left my sole on the hill, uh, and and Alan just sprinted down. Great great descender, and and beat me for the for the for the. Uh, and he won the race and I was second so that that was that nice. a little memory there um, and I think that was the last time I did that race actually so I'll have to go back and do it another day so sticking on the hills a bit closer to Kyle it was the 30th anniversary of the Benny Hill race on Saturday oh. and that was uh, so yeah incredible I see they had the organiser of the inaugural one travelled up from Dundee to celebrate which is cool so, so the race was won by Jonathan Buchan of Fraser Running Club in 102.39. Second place was Lawrence Ramsey of Police Scotland. Oh. 102.53 after chasing all those folk around <laughs> uh, Aberdeen's dodgy parts, um, getting in training. And third place, Rob Brooks, Cosmic Hill Bashers in 103.11. Well, I'll tell um, you what, just uh, on that note, so uh, we're speaking about the Benahy Ultra. Now, your man, Ram, what was his name? Lawrence. Lawrence could have been... Uh, could have been there today. So Rod Wallace is putting a little rant for the show. So he's been marking out some of the course. 
some of the walkers or whoever it was, some of the bastards at Benny here have been um, rubbing out the arrow signs for the race. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rod, I saw him today when I went for a wee run around Benny here, wrecking the, the, some of the course. Not all 50k of it, mind you. And uh, oh, he was kicking off big time because he's, he's having to walk another five miles. And he, he, he did Loch Ness Marathon at the weekend. So he's uh, he's not a happy guy. So he wanted me to, um, to, 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 you know, any of you runners out there, if you see anyone rubbing out arrows for a mountain bike race, a running race, give him a kick up the arse is what uh, Rod's, uh, Rod's words were. So uh, thanks for that rant, Rod. Uh, just an off-the-cuff rant. Um that that he gave me today to to share with the listeners. So there you go. Oh dear. Yeah. Right. So, anyway. On the so I continue the results of the women's side. Sally Wallace, D side runners. She won it in one hundred eight fifty eight. Uh, former club mate Forest Harris Moira Davies of Kyle was one hundred nine thirty nine. And third place, uh, we've mentioned it earlier on the show, Meryl Cooper. Of course, yeah. Twenty two. So third she's place. Fantastic. Yeah. Great results there. So she's going to be coming on the show at some point. I need to get back to her as well, actually. So, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what's impressive, actually. When you look at the results, um, fifth place, Siobhan Killingbeck. Oh, really? She must have, she must have done all the weekend. She's, well, that, the Benahy race was actually the week before. So ah, right. she's obviously okay. doing the, I was going to say she was doing the triple because the triple's Karen William. Benahy, then it's Marvin, but she missed out the cheeky little Karen oh, Williams. This is the week before. I started yeah, yeah, correcting yeah. the week before. Now, I've, got okay. my, I've got my squirrel trophy loud and proud at the, the, the window there for everyone to nice. see. So if you, ever, right. what, if you ever drive past my, my house, uh, I'm not going to reveal it on TRS in case I've got some, <laughs> <laughs> creepy, some creepy super fans coming <laughs> checking out my trophy. So, uh, right. knickers at the. Oh, door. exactly. Yep, yep. So. So yeah, that's so. Anyway, talking about the Benahy race, so that's the race I'm doing this weekend, uh, not the the hill race because that was two weeks ago. It's the ultra. So this is the inaugural ultra. Um, so I'm awful excited to to be doing this. Um, now I wasn't gonna do it, but uh, I, I mean it's so close to my house. It's I think I would get, you know, you, I would start pining when uh, when the race starts and wow. looking at the hills uh, from my house, going oh. I could be running that Benahy Ultra at the moment, so um, so it's going to be exciting. I'm I'm looking. It's an 8 a.m. start on Saturday, um, and uh, yeah, it takes takes you around uh, yeah 50, 50 kilometers over five thousand feet of elevation. So it's going to be good. Um, right, so good. Uh, yeah, big thanks to the you know the the organisers for for uh, yeah letting me letting me run the race um, what was the, what's the longest run you've done since UTMB which must be a month ago now uh, not more than that it's about five weeks now I don't know um, you, you must have gone at double figures surely I don't think I don't think I have no nice I think I've done a you, couple you'd be, of, you'd be well rested then I think I've done Maybe a couple of eight miles or something. In fact, I, I, I almost did ten miles this weekend. I did a race actually, funnily enough. I forgot to. Did you? I, I, I never got. A, I never got the opportunity to tell you my weekend, did I? Well, what, what what race did you do? I did the Avon Valley 10k. Nice. Is it a trail or road race? It's, uh, it was 2k along the. So this I was in Bath at the weekend, as I mentioned, uh, visiting Dave, uh, Aki and, and Freya. Fair, fair, um, Atkinson, formerly Prentice, who 
um, who was actually at the Rio Olympics um, as a reserve for the modern pen, believe it or not. And uh, Aki's he did the challenge rough, so he's a you know Aki. You met him at the park run before at my wedding, the day of my wedding. Ah, that's I do, I do remember yeah. him now. Yeah, I do remember. So him, anyway, yes. the, the the story goes, Debbie um, for our anniversary that was uh, uh, last week. Um, Debbie surprised me and took me. She didn't tell me where we were going, so it was a surprise. And we went to Inverness Airport. Still don't know where I was going. I thought I was just going to Bucky or something like that, you know, some. Or, <laughs> Or um, or Kirkcaldy, who who knew? Uh, and we're like, oh, we're going to see Aki and Freya, and and we're going to fly from Inverness. So that was exciting. But when I got there, um, they said, do you know there's a, they've actually there's a race that's taking place on Saturday morning, but um, the entry's closed on Wednesday. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's a shame. But Aki was already running the race. He was already entered for the race. So I was like, right, I'll message the organizer and, and and see if there's any last minute spaces and. Uh, I, I kind of gave him my sob story that I didn't realise the race was on, and um, and anyway, I get I get in the race, but what I didn't say, and this is a rant coming up, I didn't say to Aki that I was doing the race. I said I'd like, like to watch it, um, but I'll support you. You know, I'll go and support you and cheer you on. And so I, I sneaked my race number on my uh, underneath my t-shirt, and then I took it off like two minutes to go, and Aki was just like, "You bastard." I thought, because uh-huh. he was, it's, it's not a big race, it's a local race, so he, he was looking to, to do really well. So anyway, cut a long story short, Aki and I were basically racing head-to-head all the way for throughout that 10K, and we were like, I think, four minutes clear, third place, and we finished 10 seconds um, within each other. So I ended up nice. just, he was just ahead of me for the for the last, between um, mile two and two and five. And I just couldn't get, I just couldn't catch him. It was like a five second gap. And that was on like the kind of fields, like kind of cross country kind of course, quite flat, but uh-huh. a little bit undulating. Um, but when we got back onto the, the, the it's like D-side line, that kind of terrain, uh, that kind of road, um, like a mile ago, and I just pushed past him. Uh, and, and he's in his Hoka speed goats, and I'm in my lighter Salomon uh, ride oh, nice. and I think that's what got him. You know, those speed goats had no chance in the wet <laughs> after the wet. The mud. They were like, you know, they were like boots when you're running uh, on the road with them. You know, so uh, so yeah, got the win. You know, it was not not one of the biggest races, but uh, it was good to get a good burnout. I was actually quite excited to to do that. And and then and, and on Wednesday, I've been trying to get up really early and doing some easy, just like some sessions first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a session yesterday uh, at 6 a.m. And I did eight times a kilometer. No, 10, no, that's a lie. 10 times 800 meters. Um, and uh, they were all like 236 pace. Nice. For each 800, just in the Hazelhead strip. So I was pretty happy with that. So you know, my legs are starting to take over, Tom. Getting back into it uh, just Good. in time Good. for... For cross country, and as I mentioned, yes. you know, to get the speed under my, under my, under my body again, you know, get the feet turning a little bit faster. So uh, it's starting to take shape, but it's it's a long, slow process when you're at my ripe old age, oh. uh, almost mid thirties. So we've just talked about how Kipchoge is is setting, resetting the bar, <laughs> clean or not, he's resetting the bar. <laughs> but what you can do as a forty year old. So and we've seen our man Donny McDonald run a thirty two minute ten k. Well, there, so there is that. He's an inspira- yeah. He's an inspiration to us all. Yeah, exactly. So you know, we we, we there's always um, there's always uh, ways that you, you you can improve your training. 
Um, even if you have to adapt, that's one thing I've learned in the last uh, couple of years is, you know, I don't have that uh, that that recovery that I used to. But um, you just have to do all the other important things uh, like looking at your nutrition and doing a bit more stretching and, and moving and perhaps more cross training too. So, um, so starting to take that a little bit seriously, but enjoying fatherhood with my, my wee man, Logan, uh, and making sure that he's going to be um, right. you know, your uh, uh, 159 project <laughs> in, in a couple of decades' time. So, so there you go. Right, it's almost 10 o'clock, so we're going to wrap this because I am getting up in six hours. So, uh, oh, man. Why? Sorry, not six hours. I'm going to have seven hours. I've got an early start with work tomorrow, and uh, as I'm in my marathon taper, I need to get my kip. So, races. Kyle mentioned it. We're getting into cross-country season. We do not have a start list, but we have the list of the teams, so it doesn't really give us much. But good luck to everyone competing at the district relay championships this weekend. We've got the east district champs at Livingston, the west in Kilmarnock, and the north, I'm not sure where the north is. I did have it in front of me, but I've closed the window. So anyway, good luck to everyone who's competing. Look forward to, it'll be a, it'll be a proper winter next week when we talk about uh, cross-country results. Oh, it will be. Um, a, yeah, yeah. So what, what else is on? There's a few other things. Run Scotland Loch Ranach 10K. Uh, oh, God, there's some fancy names here. Kagoich Half Marathon, Rossin Cromarty. Um, Hellrunner, oh, Hellrunner, Hell. No, that's not. That's, that sounds like a an obstacle course race. Um, the Chicago Marathons this weekend. So is that going to be on nice. TV? Well, I'm not sure. It might be on something annoyingly expensive like Flowchak or something. You so there's Aviemore Half Marathons on. Aviemore 10K. Oh yeah. Uh, the Lockor 10K. Pentland Skylines this weekend as well. The Hill Race. Is there. it? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, so it's got a lot of things actually. Yeah, the Penrith Rotary 10K. That's in Penrith though. Um, yeah, Great Birmingham Run, the Boston Half Marathon. Uh, yeah, lots of things on this weekend, folks. Very good. No, that's cool. Um, great. Well, I think I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, get your, get yourself <laughs> a bed, Tom. You're boring the hell out of me now. You're, 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 you're starting to, to naysay your words as much as you were at the start you know, of the, the show. We've got, a, we've got an away day, one of these <laughs> team-building away days at work oh. tomorrow. Oh, I you can't make sure. Honestly, I'm not going. Ne- I, I mean, you, you don't want to be that guy, but I'm thinking I don't want to get on a quad bike. Oh, no. Marathon, you're not going you know? to that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, you're not going to the decided. I'm going to the decided activity park. Oh, for oh, God's sake. Well, yeah. apologies to any work colleagues who listen to this who think I'm poo-pooing it. I, well, I am. Well, I just, yeah. Anyway, I'd, I'd rather just. I'd rather instead of doing something like that, I'd rather just have the time to go for a run. <laughs> to be quite honest. Can you not just uh, take your shorts and go? Sorry, folks, and I'll see you in a, an hour. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a Can you not do that? You know, yeah, lunch well, break. I, I am. You know, we talk about team. Everyone, team buildings always seems to be like, you know, things that. It's things like it's lazy activities. I'm kind of want to say, right, team building. Everyone lace up. We're doing a 10k. <laughs> like we'd 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 all we'd a lot of friends up in London over the weekend, and kudos to them because they were staying with the Bryans. They all came and did a park run. Yes. None of them had done a park run before, but they did it and they loved Aww. it. And we didn't even say what is do it. They were like, oh, well, I guess we'll be doing the park run then. Went, well, yeah, can do. <laughs> so that's that's what I think uh, a team building should be. So anyway, exactly. unfortunately tomorrow it's not that. It's something equally uh, something less interesting. Well, anyway, if you want to improve our our skills in terms of events and our team building, 
get in contact with us, folks. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you want a couple of guest speakers at a team building motivational day, the TRS lads will come down. We'll take you for a jog. Exactly. <laughs> Tarnrunningshorts at gmail dot com, uh, or you can get us on Facebook at Tarnrunningshorts, Twitter at Tarnrunningshorts. We've also got a website as well, Tarnrunningshorts dot com. Um, and that, like we say, if you if you don't if you haven't already subscribed to us, subscribe. If you haven't already left a review on iTunes, leave a review. Get your five stars in, and uh, we, we'll, we'll, it gives us some um, some uh, prestige in the world of of po- podcasts. So yeah, Indeed. thanks very much, folks. And Tom, have a good week. Wear a helmet. Don't repeat oh. what you did with that scooter of yours. And, uh, tomorrow, you know, and... we've had some good feedback. A couple of listeners have been in touch saying that they're they love the scooter suggestion. They're going to do it at their their other halves of their friends' marathons. T- it's uh, it's exciting. TRS breaking breaking technology boundaries, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a clean planet, you know. Yeah. It's the same, you know. I'm using an electric scooter. We've just shifted to getting glass and bottles delivered <laughs> by a milkman, you know, to to pass on plastic. You know, this is oh, the world we live in. This is the world we live in now. It's just Making amazing. a better world for your son, mate. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, we'll have to go to that um that thing that's happening in London. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. There. But anyway, right, we're rambling, folks. Yeah, we are. Right. Well, have a good week, and we will speak to you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Uh,